Hello, and welcome back to the Galena Ravina podcastina. It's good to be back. I was on a bit of a hiatus there. I last recorded an episode a few months ago, and then I had to move, and it got a little chaotic there, but that doesn't matter. What matters is I'm back. I did lose an SD card, so hopefully I can find it and get those episodes out to you guys as soon as I can. I know I get complaints when I take these hiatuses, but it is what it is. I got to take care of myself and my mental health and my well-being first and then podcast and everything else second. So I do appreciate you coming back after the hiatus and I'm here now and I'm going to keep putting out episodes for you. I really appreciate all the listeners reaching out and I really appreciate everybody coming back to it when, whenever you do, whenever you can. I love it. Love to see you. This episode that I have this week is with comedian Kelly Ryan. She is at This Is Kelly Ryan on her social media. And we had a really fun talk about our childhood. We were reminiscing a lot in this episode. We talked about SpongeBob SquarePants and how somehow that show has been running for about 20 years now. Pretty crazy, uh, pretty nostalgic for both of us. And then we got into a discussion that ended up a little bit serious, but it was us just kind of considering what it would be like to have adolescence right now with kids and how they're basically getting phones handed to them from a very young age and having to, you know, have their regular lives and their social media lives and what kind of complexities that might bring. So it's a really good discussion. We had a lot of fun, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Again, this is Kelly Ryan. Um, I first want to say that I'm obsessed with this snake print jacket. What's happening here? Oh, thank you. This is a um, a Goodwill find, and it's oh, just, I don't know. I think it was meant for uh, a man, but I have very long arms, and men's sleeves fit me better. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so it was a, it was a good find. Yeah, also, so. it looks good on you, but on a man, I would judge him harshly if I saw that shirt on a man oh yeah I used to date a guy that would wear shit like this all the time <laughs> and I feel like the whole time I was just looking at him being like I think that that would look better on me if uh <laughs> if I gave it a shot and then I started to <laughs> <laughs> you're like we can't date anymore because I want to share clothes <laughs> sorry <laughs> and you know what now he wears eyeshadow so oh. it's all gotten turned around okay that's, yep. that's a big <laughs> I don't know that I've ever, well, I would date like these guys that were into like metal when I was in high school. And so they would dabble with the black polish and the eyeliner. But yeah, I think now I've kind of gone 180 and only like date guys that dress like they're ready for the golf course, which yeah. it comes with its own baggage. But for some reason, <laughs> it's my preference to be embarrassed in that type of way these days and not the right. black polish way. Right, right. Yeah. When, where I went to school, it was like all... 20 year olds that 
looked dressed like they were 45. Because I went to school in the South. So it was all like guys who wore the polos and the cargo shorts and the whole thing. <laughs> Not to, um, I mean, I don't think you care. I don't care either. But like, I'll, I'm public about being 32. Are we close in age? I'm 28. Okay. So we're, we're relatively close. Yeah. Relatively close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we both, were you like a Nickelodeon child? Was that, did you yes. get that wave? I was a big Nickelodeon child and um, I liked Cartoon Network, but I loved SpongeBob. So SpongeBob was like my, I remember literally right when it came out and I was mm-hmm. sitting on the floor in my living room. We had couches, but for some reason I chose the floor. <laughs> that too, it was like, I think by the time, actually is SpongeBob still running? It is still running, but so I actually read this thing on how they changed the animation of it. So like when we first watched it, the first like two or three seasons, um, there were much sharper corners in all the drawings, like things were more square shaped. And then now you watch it and everything is much more rounded and it's so it seems more for children than adults. Oh, that's such a weird, interesting thing to even... I know. I like I have to watch it just to pay attention because I was probably... I was, like, still at the age to watch it when it came out, but then I mm-hmm. definitely grew out of it and just became a full-blown teenager and yeah. went over to MTV and VH1 and, like, gave up cartoons. Yeah. I figured, I'm like, maybe it's still running. Mm-hmm. But that's such a wild... I mean, when it was good, it was good. It was, like, South Park for children. Yeah, exactly. And, like... If you watch it as an adult, you're like, okay, this is still pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but now, like, if I watch an episode that came out this year or last year, I'm like, I this is for children, you know? That's so interesting. I haven't even, like, thought, first of all, didn't know until this conversation that it was still going. Could have assumed, yeah. but didn't know. I'm I'm pretty sure that it's on. It's like, let's see how many seasons. SpongeBob season... Because I wouldn't have even thought to watch a new one. I feel like it's going to ruin classic Spongebob for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like it's still going and it's on season. Let's see. It's like Survivor or The Bachelor. I know. They're and Cranking it out. Yeah. It's, it's not giving me how many. What season? Here we go. It just says to present. Oh, season 13. Okay. That doesn't feel that long. It doesn't. Right? Well, let's see. If I'm... No. That can't be right because 32, that 13 years ago, I was 19. But it came out way before that. Yeah, maybe they're doing it in different types of seasons. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not like a yearly season. It's something else. But yeah, multiple places are saying 13. Now that I keep looking. But it says like a season um, has 26 episodes. Hmm. So that's a good amount. (laughs) That was such a funny show. It was just so pure. But at the same time, like things get pointed out now. Like there's these conspiracy theories that like Patrick Starr is gay or something. I don't know. There's like these different innuendos now that talking about it as an adult 
you're like, oh, I was missing things. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I watch it now, I think Squidward's definitely gay. But I, I mean, we'll never know. Unless Whatever. someone comes out and says it, but yeah, I don't, I think they kind of steered clear of like any type of relation besides um, Mr. Krabs and Mrs. Puff. There mm -hmm. wasn't really any like romance that happened amongst all of them, which I think is kind of cool because almost every other cartoon, you know, has somebody that's interested in somebody, you know, and it's like a running joke, like, hey, Arnold, you know, Helga mm -hmm. loved Arnold and whatever, but um whoa i'm sorry i just got breaking news that sandy and spongebob are married now what <laughs> what is this a joke are you serious oh no oh no sandy is married to oh, they went backwards instead of forwards as far as progress of not like putting shoving relationships and adult stuff in children's faces oh hold on hold on wait 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 it says here that in fact the special truth or square spongebob and sandy get married for a play oh, okay, okay false alarm All false right. alarm <laughs> that, that threw me for a loop. I was like, hold on. Sandy took my freaking man? Get out of here. <laughs> Are you telling me you have a crush on Spongebob? I'm still holding out. <laughs> you know what? He works hard. <laughs> <laughs> he does. It is such a, a play on, you know, not, not to turn into an English teacher, but it's like, oh, it's about, you know, people working in low-wage jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Low-wage jobs, greedy boss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fast food. Fast food, the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, man. It was just, it was beautiful. And I feel like, I don't know, at least kids right now definitely don't have a certain, I don't feel like they have a cartoon that they, they don't. Maybe are they, obsessed with. I think it's like I don't spend a ton of time around children anymore. I was yeah, me neither. somewhat regularly a few years ago. And I'm like, trying to think what cartoons there were definitely movies that the kids would get obsessed with like I would yeah. babysit these boys that like had to watch Frozen over and over again mm -hmm. so there was that type of cartoon isn't there um I don't know the names of them I think there are cartoons that kids are obsessed with these days but I think we're, we're both too far removed to name them yeah the only thing that I'm thinking of is my boyfriend's nephew loves Paw Patrol but that is very yeah. young that's like not, it's not the ages between like seven and 12, really. And I feel that's like- That's a good point. Cause I'm also thinking a, of ones that are like, like for small, small kids, like the whole, I actually just learned that the most played YouTube video of all time is Baby Shark. Is it really? It's had 10 billion views on YouTube. <gasps> that's more wow. than one view per person in the whole world. Yeah, well, thank God I am not a parent during the phase of Baby Shark because I would have lost my mind. Yeah, it'll get now that it, even just me bringing it up, it's going to be stuck in my head for about two days. Yeah, no, I think we're both cursed from here <laughs> on out. I did babysit a kid who was obsessed with that song, See You Again, the Wiz Khalifa song that was about oh. the guy that died from. Uh, from Fast and Furious <laughs> because they used it as his he was graduating fifth grade and they used it as 
their graduation song of like, I'll see you in middle school. And I'm like, this is about a guy who died tragically. Strangely, it would do that. What kind of school is that? Uh, a school in Texas, you know, they, they don't pick up on certain things. <laughs> oh, that's so silly. Yeah. Cause I only associate that song with Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. It was, it was definitely very, very weird. But that song was, like, number one for a hot minute. Mm hmm You don't hear a lot of, you don't get a lot of ballads these days. <laughs> no, and the only ones, and I think this just reminds me of that because it's another, and gosh, this is, like, such a throwback. But remember that Bone Thugs song about funerals? Like, that was huge back the, in the day. Which one? Um, I, I believe it was also a cover and it was, um, see you at the crossroads. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There was that, that was like the fear. And there was another one too. Was it, um, oh, oh sorry. My dog soupy. is going nuts. Oh, that's okay. Soupy. Yeah. No, soup does not, um, care about anything that I do ever. <laughs> Such a great name. Where'd you get that? So we got him at the shelter and his name there was superintendent. Aww. And uh, so we just rolled with that and then shortened it to soup. And now it's soupy, schmoopy, <laughs> you know, all the of other course. millions of names. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But like superintendent is funny, but also not good because I read at some point, you're not supposed to give dogs more than a two syllable name. They really can't go beyond two syllables as far as yeah. like, comprehending a name. Yeah, we never call him it. On his tag, it says his full name, and then it says mm -hmm. AKA Soup. So, oh. yeah, but I we never call him that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, what were we? What were we saying? We were saying. Oh, we were talking about funeral the funeral songs. songs. <laughs> like bumping top of the charts funeral songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what I was gonna bring up and entrepreneur p diddy or whatever he goes by these days yeah. um, back when he was puff daddy had that song and that was the cover not the bone thugs song but it was mm. the um every breath i take the where it was the police song oh, yep yep but it was about biggie so there mm -hmm. was that too so like back in the day there was a hot market for these songs yeah yeah now people well, you know what it is? Now people are dying from, like, fentanyl and stuff. So when someone goes, like, people are like, I don't know if we should write about this. That's true. I don't know if we should sing about this. They were, yeah. <laughs> they were kind of fucked up. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa was the last to do it. He's like, this guy went in a car accident. I can still I can still, I can still talk signal. about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were telling me that they're worried about quite a few people in the industry now. And I just... I cannot tell these days if I see someone, if they're always like on drugs or if they're just like looking like that, like choosing to, right. you know, like they were talking about Pete Davidson and how like, oh, they're other, I'm sure he's fucked up all the time. And I was like, I just, I don't know if he is. He might just look like that and chose to do like that. That's what I thought. But I, I don't know. Someone who has their shit together that much can't possibly have the time to do drugs. That's what I think too. But I, but I don't, I, I don't know. And I'm like looking at, and I think the ones that are even doing the drugs are probably like the TikTok people, right? If anybody's doing it. 
I like mean, the, I, if I had to spend that much time on TikTok, I would get on drugs for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I try to be so good with that app. I try to really have discipline with it. Like I'm really mm-hmm. only on it right before bed. Other than that, mm-hmm. I don't open it during the day. Yeah. But I think with any other, any of the social medias where if you gain like a huge following and then you feel like that's your livelihood or that's your path or that's like a thing that now you have obligations to it, that then you have to be on it all day, every day, checking comments, checking notifications, going live and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, that's the type of prison that I (laughs) don't want, that the whole point of becoming a comic was to release myself of those types of obligations. So it's like a deep seated fear of mine to be that wrapped up in like any of the apps if for some reason they were to start making me money and then I would feel like I had to put that kind of time in. Yeah. The one that terrifies me is Twitter. I don't want anything I say on Twitter. I don't want it to take off. I don't want anything to happen. Nothing is more annoying than going viral on Twitter. Literally. And it's, uh, I barely tweet anything. I will, I barely tweet quote unquote jokes because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just talking on here. I don't want this to whatever. Because once you tweet like a certain type of thing, then all the people that follow you are expecting you to say more similar stuff to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not how my brain works. But my sister has like 300,000 followers on TikTok and she does very well on there and she gets comments after comments and i don't know how she does it she doesn't respond to anything she barely checks yeah she's just like yep i put out the stuff if you enjoy it great if you don't fuck off and i'm like like you're you're i mean she's good at that she is good at just like letting people say whatever to her and her just ignoring it Meanwhile, yeah. if I get a bad YouTube comment, I'll come out from the room all sulky and I'll look at <laughs> Bruce and I'll be like, someone said I sounded like a man. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> half of him is like, well, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so supportive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so true. And it's, you know, we feel like we have to do social media, period. You like can't have this public image or try to have like a public job without doing it and I was literally just having this conversation with another comic last night of how I actually haven't had Twitter on my phone since the beginning of the pandemic it's like the first thing I deleted Mm -hmm. I always hated it it always and I think a lot of it had to do with the people I was following were all not tweeting jokes they were all just being um what's the term like when you're feigning being an activist Oh my God. Yeah. For attention. There's a, sorry, there's a mosquito that is. Oh no. (laughs) I I don't know how it got in here because I don't even know. Is it going to land on the microphone? Oh, I want you to get it so badly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) The, um, no, over the pandemic, everyone would not stop with the activism stuff. And I, look, I hear you. I get it. Go team. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But I deleted all my stuff of the pandemic because of the kind of that reason. I was just like, everyone is just logging on here, upset every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody was tweeting jokes, and I was like, I don't want to read this stuff because I would catch myself. I'd click on a post, and then 20 mm-hmm. minutes later, I'm down in the comments 
listening to two complete strangers, like reading their arguments back and forth. I'm like, what am I doing on here? This is such a time suck. And yeah. so now I'll just like, if I want to tweet something, which is quite rare, I will go into my email, look up Twitter so that it loads something that will open it for me instead of downloading the app. And then mm -hmm. I'll open it. I'll send the tweet and get off of it. I like yeah. haven't read anybody else's tweet in years. I don't go back <laughs> to what happened with it. I'll get a screenshot so I can put it on Instagram so I can, you know, quote unquote, make content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Reading other people's thoughts all the time cannot be good for us at all. No, and I also don't want to be publicly putting out all my thoughts. Like, I, there's no way that all the things no. that run through my head should be publicized. No. And I have to admit, sometimes I've screenshotted, I've screenshotted a many tweets and sent to people and said, this might be the dumbest per thing this person has ever said. And there are people that I, when I see in person, I'm like, you know, I'm cordial with them. Like, hey, how are you? Whatever, whatever. But I saw one the other day where I was just like, I cannot believe that your brain had no filter and put this out into the world. And now I have to go see you in person and act like you didn't fucking say this. <laughs> now I have to look at you and give you respect. And I don't want to give you respect right now. <laughs> it's so hard. It's uh, the internet has made it so complicated to be because there's people's personalities and then there's people's internet personalities. And sometimes they're two very different things. And it's like, I love you as a person, but I absolutely hate your social media presence. It's the yeah. worst thing about you. Yeah. It's like, I don't, so like, it, it, whether it's male or female, like I'll, I'll, you know, shake hands with someone at a at a show and whatnot, and the first thing that pops in my head is, well, today you tweeted about how much you come, and now I'm looking at you, <laughs> and now I'm uncomfortable because I know this and I shouldn't, and no one should know it. Truly, no one should know that. Yeah, <laughs> your doctor shouldn't know how much you come. No, <laughs> this is. Not shareable information. I mean, what if you have children one day? They're, they're going to see this? Uh, like, by that time, those tweets will be so far buried because the people that tweet that are people that probably are, you know, shooting off, ironically, five things a day. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I I just, I I feel like that we've we've somehow gone from like zero to 60 in terms of, Everything being private about people's lives and then everything just things that like your your best friend shouldn't even know. Mm -hmm. Now the entire world can see it. And I I, I there's something something's not right with the psyche there. <laughs> it's scary and I don't know I'm kind of in the zone of like oh I don't I'm pretty sure I don't want children global warming and all of that sure but for like other kids in my family and kids in general and it's like that's who's going to be taking care of things at yeah. some point while I'm still around yeah how can they ever navigate like I very thoroughly remember my life before a cell phone before the internet like I had yeah. a full childhood I got to just roam the yep. streets with my friends ride our bikes like yep our only screen time was doing something like watching SpongeBob. Yeah. And these poor kids, like how the heck do you navigate having an I, internet personality from like age two or three? I mean, like so many parents just will stick a tablet in front of their kids' faces just to shut them up. Yeah. I, I really don't know. It's crazy how they, cause I've seen it where kids will like beg for the, 
the iPad and the whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know we're past the point where people are bringing, you know, like little action figures to the table or right. whatever, but maybe we should freaking bring them back. What just happened? Sorry. What? Are you okay? You got, oh, he, sorry. He got sparkling water in his eye, <laughs> but I looked up at him and, and he, he, he was like, crying. are you okay? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think that once that kind of addiction to it starts, it's so hard to get rid of it. I mean, we even had, you know, halfway, you know, completed brains at the point when we were handed it. I can't even imagine, you know, being three or four going, I need my iPad or I need my, you know, whatever. But when I see, when I see people like, like on my Instagram feed, if a kid shows up, I'm like, who who why <laughs> who let this child right. have this phone <laughs> and, and I feel like that's who leaves some of the meanest comments to our like children oh yeah so it ends oh, up yeah. being like it's like mentally compromising and emotionally traumatizing the adults like you and I will post a stand-up clip and then some 14 year old and we have no way of knowing he's only 14 is on there like you suck you'll never amount to anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> The ones on TikTok, though, they'll comment on alleys and they'll be like, that's right, bestie. Bestie is their word that they love to use. And she's like, I'm not your bestie. I am 20 years older than you. (laughs) You think we should, like, limit it? You think kids shouldn't be allowed to have phones? I'm just going to start blocking them. I'm going to take it into my own hands. I'm going to block every child that I see on Instagram or on TikTok or whatever. They deserve it. They deserve it. Take a here. You know what? I not that you don't want to see me. I don't want to see you. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I feel like there's some probably just like a good amount of parents that are like, I don't have the time to figure out a solution to this. And my kid wants to be on social media. So fine. But I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm certainly happy that I didn't have it when I was 11, you know? No, me too. It, even when I got, I got MySpace when I was probably like, I would say around 16. Mm-hmm. And even that, I remember how negatively it impacted me then and how yeah. crazy I got and how much I was like obsessing with how many friends oh, yeah. I had on there and what my photos looked like. And then they did the whole top eight and you would rank your friends and you would put yeah. them in order and like how much legitimately drama that that caused. And I'm like that times a million and with all the filters and everything, like, no, the filters would have way on a child psyche. Oh, they would have fucked me up for sure. I, Cause I was, I mean, I also had no idea how to dress, how to look, none of these things. And, you know, now these kids have better style than I could ever have because they have what looks good and what doesn't on their Mm -hmm. phone all of the time. Um, But I can't, I mean, I can't imagine, especially, especially when we were super young and you know how like anorexia was chill, like everyone, (laughs) you know, every model was doing, every actress was the whole thing. I cannot imagine what that would have done if it was on social media all the time. I know. As well. And now I see the girls because it'll come up like 
you know, I, I get makeup tutorials on my TikTok and stuff. And some of those girls are super young. And yeah. I'm like, I was just wearing, you know, shitty eyeliner when I was in high school and mascara, yeah. maybe some gloss or something. And now you have to be 15 and learn how to contour and spend hundreds of dollars at Sephora. And absolutely and still not. not look like <laughs> those girls. Yeah. And I'm like, where, do, where, who's buying this stuff for you? Are you <laughs> like, where are your parents buying you the makeup? Like, what is, how is this all happening? And, and maybe fuck me. Maybe they're just rich and they, you know, the parents don't care and the parents want them to be popular so they can be TikTok stars and make them money. I mean, what do I know? Yes. <laughs> but then imagine being the majority of kids that don't achieve that and then have to oh, yeah. have that like FOMO all the time of like, oh, well, this person in my high school has this many followers. And it's like the social hierarchy of childhood is already so difficult yeah. And for us, it was difficult without that added layer of like, what is your internet persona and how much clout do you have? And like, now kids have to deal with still all the regular bullshit of being a teenager. Yeah. Plus the added stress of like their internet lives. Yeah. I mean, I am so glad that I didn't have a social media presence when I was, uh, you know, a young teenager because I'm sure now looking back on it, I would have been like, that is the most humiliating thing that you could have ever done. I mean, sometimes when I see like cringe videos that pop up on my, on my TikTok or whatever of like, it'll be like a teenage boy who's like singing a song and crying. And I'm like, why does the algorithm think that I am like, Ooh, good acting. Like <laughs> it's so strange. And I, like, I just, it's like, once you become, like, a 25-year-old man, you're going to go, oh, my God. Why did I think that this was okay to put out here? <laughs> and the stuff, like, you know, that same, let's take that example of, like, oh, a teenage boy is crying and being emo, and maybe it's, like, a yeah. trend or something. Let's say it does go viral, which maybe is what he wants at the time. But mm -hmm. then he looks back at it a couple years later. It's cringy. He deletes it. But it went viral. So it got reposted by BuzzFeed and by this place. And that, it lives on Instagram. It lives it's never gone. <laughs> you are not erasing that ever off the No. Internet. No. And now we all know that you <laughs> did that. Yeah. And now whenever your name gets Googled. That's going to follow you for the rest of your life. Like, that's so unfair to have to have that kind of power, that kind of access when you're such an idiot. Because teenagers are just such idiots. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, before, I mean, you know, like the celebrities or whatever, they were only really documented by paparazzi or, you know, actual photographers that were at certain events. And now it's just like, if you're a teenage celebrity, not only are all these people taking pictures of you and whatever, but you're in control of all this other content that you put out. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can't imagine being a celebrity at a, as a teenager. That, bef yeah. that even before seemed awful, but now it's like that seems absolutely terrible. I had just such a, like... I was such a dork. I was such a freaking loser when I was in high school. I just can't imagine having that documented to that level. Like I had, and people always are like a little shocked because I, I like present pretty clean cut these days. But in high school, <laughs> I was like a full blown warp tour kid. 
And I had like, were you really? I was. Yeah. <laughs> Hell I, yeah. My nose pierced in two places. I had like a septum piercing. I had lip piercings. I had gauged ears, like the whole not. I exactly. Oh, Galena! I had no idea. Exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> I present so clean now that it's just like very shocking. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was my parents' divorce, or maybe it was just what all the cool <laughs> kids were doing. We were acting out. That's we what were was happening. Out, and I'm <laughs> so grateful that like I had the wherewithal not to get it like any crazy tattoos or anything. I mean, I yeah. still got a few. But mm -hmm. I remember like wanting full sleeves and like wanting a tattoo on my chest. And now I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the gate, how big of gauges did you have? Did they shrink back? Is it like down? A little bit. They're still pretty messed up. I have to wear stud earrings because they're still, oh. I don't think you can tell on here. It, they're still pretty. Oh. Big. Yeah. I could yeah. still fit a pencil through there if I wanted to. They used to be much bigger. They definitely shrank down. Um mm -hmm. They used to be five-eighths of an inch, so a little over half an inch. Wow. Yeah. Did did all your friends do that, too? Like, it was, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I had a, uh, I had a boyfriend who had ones that were so big that when he, like, took them out, it just looked like a flimsy, like, asshole. It was so disgusting. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I never... Bad. My my mom would have I flipped if I my sister got a very very tiny one and my mom was fuming and <laughs> and luckily it hurt so bad that my sister's like I'm not going any bigger I can't do it I can't do it or whatever oh, good. um but it uh, there are just some people that I like my sister went to a Catholic school for all of her high school and I went to public school for the last two years and watching people at a catholic school try to be punk rock is so <laughs> funny because at the core they just look like such a dweeb and then it'll be like tiny little gauge or <laughs> like like they like pick like crossbone socks <laughs> Oh my god. Like something that's to cute, try though. to look edgy, but yeah. it just looks so stupid. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And that uniform was awful. Is that how how did it end up? Like, why did you guys not finish high school together? You left and she didn't? Yeah, I was just like, I don't the whole religious aspect I thought was silly. <laughs> and I was like, the public school had really good arts stuff like they had they had like jewelry classes they had a big theater type of thing they you know it was just more of an artsy school um but when we were in middle school we were told that the school that i went to barlow had like a drug problem it's just weed it wasn't like a big <laughs> issue but my parents and all the other parents were terrified and whatever so um, we ended up going to the school, St. Joe's that was like 20 minutes away for our first two years. But then I definitely was holding Allie back from making friends because I was, I had like very bad OCD about germs. So I was just <laughs> like, didn't want to talk to anybody. I was just very antisocial. I just had a lot going on up here. So <laughs> I wasn't fun to be around. And so then I was like, you know, I don't really like the school. I'll just go to school for free. I'll just go to the whatever. And Allie was like, 
I think her phrasing was, I'm always worried that someone's going to shoot up the public school, so I'm going to go back to private school. And I was kind of like, if they shoot it up, they shoot it up. I hate my life right now. <laughs> and whatever. Like even before the time when it was that, like she was a I know. thinking to have those concerns back when we were in high school because it wasn't like as, yeah. as it is now. Yeah, exactly. She just, she, uh, was definitely more we both had anxiety but she had it in a different way than I did mine was very internal and hers mm -hmm. was kind of like what's going on around me and whatever so it was it was definitely interesting and you know what no one got shut up at my school so you know there we go that's an accomplishment <laughs> yeah it is because we had some contenders, let me tell you. There were some kids that I was super fucking nice to because I was like, I don't know when this guy's going to snap. <laughs> That's another thing that I feel like, and who knows if it was, it probably wasn't happening as much before social media. Like like part of the, I guess, us knowing about it is you, you just get news so easily now that it's like, maybe we just didn't know about shootings in the nineties cause it was only yeah. local news and it didn't make national news like it does now. Yeah. But I also feel like probably a lot of the reasons that some of these kids even have these impulses is cause yeah. they're on social media getting made fun of and like feeling terrible mm -hmm. about both their real life and their internet mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, right. Uh, you have that duo ness to it and then you have that like star factor where like mm -hmm. it when kids get caught then you know then they're on the news and you know everyone knows their name and blah 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 i got revenge yada 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 um and which that whole concept is absolutely terrifying mm -hmm. <laughs> like but i i don't know i would hate to be a kid at school today that's for sure and I take it, I take, I take back what I said. I didn't want my school to get shot up. I was just thinking how like fucking insensitive that was. And I didn't want that. It was more of like a, I. It wasn't going to deter you from going to public school. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I went to public school, but it was like, uh, it almost felt like private school just because my parents ended up in such like a kind of hoity-toity suburban neighborhood yeah. and almost all the kids that I went to school with including our family like everybody was Jewish so it like felt it felt a little private schooly in that well it felt like going yeah. to Jewish school <laughs> <laughs> wait where did you on how to run the media where did you grow up I grew up in um Beechwood which is a little city like 20 minutes east of Cleveland Cleveland, Ohio? Mm -hmm. You grew up in Ohio? I did. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought I stank of Midwest. No. no I got I it off of me. Yeah, I didn't I didn't <laughs> think so. I I I don't even know where I thought you were from. I <laughs> you could have told you could have answered that with any answer and I would have been like, of course <laughs> you are. Yeah. That's not no. a bad thing. No, no, it's not. You're very versatile, if you will. <laughs> But once yeah, you said Jewish school, I was like, mm -hmm. where did you grow up? <laughs> it was all, you know, bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs every weekend. And then my family was too poor to actually ever bat mitzvah me. So I only learned about it from other kids and not from having done it myself. Wait, uh, are you Jewish? I am, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I'm over here making jokes about, oh, yeah, all, all the classes at my Jewish school, all these big Jews, like, <laughs> learning how to run the media. 
werewolf. I said it. In I, I, I thought you were just talking. I was like, yeah, let it rip. Galena. Okay, whatever. No, no, definitely a Jew. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I should make this more known. I'll probably get do better in comedy. I mean, look, I'm not trying to push it one way or another, but I bet you if you had a business card that said Galena Ravina and then underneath Jewish, you might get a lot more spots. <laughs> I know I'm like, I've been all, all the more reason why I'm like, see, I don't post on social media enough because people just don't know things about me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I feel like there's a group of like people who really only post like comedy related stuff mm -hmm. and and i've gotten it before where people tell me they're like um you know i didn't even know that you had a twin i didn't <laughs> even know whatever and i'm like i i feel like that's such a big thing about me mm -hmm. but i'm not always constantly i guess talking on social media like about my day-to-day -day, you know what i mean so and like nobody knows that i have a brother but he <laughs> for a reason no i'm kidding <laughs> he's he's also very fun and very great and all this stuff um but i i just think that like for the most part unless you're close friends with somebody in comedy it's always like in passing like and we're talking about the show itself or you know whatever it's never you know i'm never walking up to you going by the way are you jewish because <laughs> I just need to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like people just want so much disclosure all the time. And it's not a level that I think I'll ever get comfortable share. I have too much. I have too much shame. You know, like people say <laughs> don't shame stuff. And, and I'm like, yeah, I understand that. And I get the logic there and why as a society we need to move away from it. But yeah. I'm never going to let go of my what I believe to be healthy amount of shame that like. Yeah. Hex me from posting things that I would probably cringe at later. <laughs> Yes, I will. You will never catch me posting a picture or video of me crying or anything like that. That blows my mind when people do that. I have to say, and I understand the advocacy for mental health and whatever, but I just I can't do that kind of stuff. I can't do it either. We're very similar in that way. Where yeah. we have like we have good boundaries with our internet posting, which I think a yes. lot of people lack, and and maybe it's. Maybe it holds me, like, sometimes I'm like, is it holding me back that I'm not being super vulnerable? But I'm like, I'd rather not because I like presenting as this put together person and whether I'm actually that in my private life or not. That's yeah. what I want to be seen as because yeah. I always have viewed comedy as a job. Like, I'm mm -hmm. going to come to this with a level of professionalism. Yeah. Where, like, you won't see me crying into a garbage can on social media because then I'm right. not going to get into a writer's room without that being brought up. Like, that's right. my priority. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we often get a, very wrapped up in the social aspect of all this. And don't get me wrong, I love hanging out with um, with comedians and stuff, and I love going to the comedy store and the improv and yada, yada, yada. But I was just saying the other day that I, I went to the comedy store and uh, there was a bunch of us there and uh, we had had a quite a bit to drink. And I had, I just brought up to uh, my boyfriend today. I said, you know, I don't know if I don't know if I really want to do that kind of stuff there, because <laughs> if something goes wrong, I don't want it to be at a place that I'm trying to work at. You right. know what I mean? Like I and and I understand that, like some people, you know, a lot of, uh, and a lot of men can get kind of, um, 
I feel like they have a little more leeway of like drinking a lot mm-hmm. in this industry. But if you're a woman who's like always drinking a lot, people take note much quicker. Yes. And so I don't want to ever be perceived. I like to be perceived as someone who likes to have a good time, but I don't want to ever be like, oh, whenever she's around, she's X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Because then you have to go sober. You you can't just slow down on your drinking. You have to go completely the other way and become a sober comic, and then you have to post about your sobriety. And that would be awful. (laughs) (laughs) That will never happen. That kind of commitment. I'm like, I can slow down, but I don't want to be going to meetings. I don't have time. No, no. And I, I, it's not my thing. It's just not my thing. I'm Irish Italian. It's not happening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll figure out my way of, of still getting to party and whatever. But I, being a sober comedian must feel like a job at points. I bet it does. It definitely. Yeah. I'm grateful. And I recognize like the, just the privilege of not being an addict. Sure. Yes. Like I've never had issues with alcohol. Right. I yeah. every basically every night that I drink, I will have either one or I'll have mm-hmm. two. And the second I start feeling drunk is when I stop because I just don't enjoy being drunk. And mm-hmm. I guess that is a privilege that I don't have issues with it. That I, like I can just stop, and it's never been a thing that I've ever had to think about in my life. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I took a year off drinking one time and I don't think it made much of a difference (laughs) (laughs) I look back at the experience and go I don't know if that really like because a lot of people when they take time off they're like I've I'm enlightened now Mm -hmm. I feel so much better but I was just kind of like I I don't think that really did I still spent a lot of money in other areas I Mm -hmm. you know just ate bad things for me anyway (laughs) (laughs) like it just didn't you know yeah (laughs) Yesterday I had a drink. I was out at a show and I was like, oh, okay. Now, now that I've had this drink, I really want Taco Bell. But then I realized I'm like, I really just only wanted Taco Bell. And I used the drink as the excuse to get to the Taco Bell. (laughs) Did you get the Taco Bell? Yeah. Was it good? It was great. Well, a a win-win. Yeah. Always a win. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not even, you know, drinking to drink. I'm just drinking to have an excuse to get Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hey, that's the works. thing that I need to get sober off of is two bell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My, my friend was in town and I didn't, I totally didn't even realize this, but it is true that she, she came in town and we were driving around over here and she was like, is this your Taco Bell? And I was like, no, our Taco Bell is over there. And then I was like, everywhere you go, you have a Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. one is yours? <laughs> it's like a church. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I moved at, over here to Venice, I was like, is it, which one's it going to be? Because the Mar Vista one's kind of far. The <laughs> one works if I'm getting off the 10, if I'm coming from east or north. <laughs> I had to really figure it out. And yesterday I had to go out of the way to the Taco Bell. And we, I Rats. Like, we were talking about like, oh, how funny that people will get Taco Bell to sober themselves up, but not if they have to like drink and drive out of the way to the Taco Bell and go further <laughs> than they would have if they'd just gone home. and as we've been oh my god as we've been sitting here so monty's been chewing on my foot and i'm trying to ignore it and he has fully chewed an entire hole through my sock while we've been sitting here really (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and it sucks because I have not even had these socks for that long. Oh, I'm so sorry. He's got those sharp puppy teeth. Yeah. And he has a thing with feet and he freaking finished the bones. So now I'm just. So now it's you. <laughs> yeah. Now it's, You're now up. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so what, like, what should we do with these kids? If they can't, they shouldn't be on social media. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Like. I say we give them a bat and a ball and we say <laughs> there's. Old school. There's a field over there or yeah. whatever. But I don't think, I mean, I. I don't know. I think just distracting them in other ways probably is smarter. You know, I would get, I would get like my kid involved in like sports and all these other things, like whatever takes time away from this. Yeah. Then great, you know? Um, but, and I don't know, maybe, but I'm caught because I don't want a kid who chooses like an annoying instrument either. You know, like if they yeah, you have to be so careful what instrument you get them into because you're going to be hearing it all the time. Yeah, so it's like, oh, do I do I want them to play the drums or would I rather them have a low self esteem, which is it? <laughs> get them a, a harmonica. <laughs> that way they'll have low self esteem too. <laughs> either way. <laughs> It yeah. sucks because every kid that is into sports is always, like, in a cast. Like, something always is happening to them. They're always yeah. injured. Yeah. You better have, like, good family health insurance if you're going to get your kids into sports. Yeah. Maybe I'll convince mine to do, like, tennis and then what else? The thing is, is I love hockey, but I don't want to deal with hockey. I know a hockey mom, and what she has to put up with is insane, and she was telling me the other day that her kids for hockey practice, they'll have hockey practice at like 930 at night because that's when the rink is available for them. That's, that's so late. I know. And then the kid doesn't get back to like 1130. Oh, I, I know. get mad when shows are that late. I know. <laughs> and that's something I want to be doing. Right. But can you imagine being 11 or 12 and like also having to get up for school in the morning after... Yeah. No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> and the shuttling kit, like, there's just so much to it. The, all the equipment and all the dealing with that stuff and buying new stuff because they're always growing out of something. And, mm -hmm. but it is definitely much healthier than them sitting there on TikTok and commenting on our YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, send them on the rink at one in the morning if you have to. Yeah. I mean, What's the big injury with hockey? Is it just like losing, losing a tooth? Losing <laughs> teeth, yeah. That yeah. must be it since we both were on top of that. Yeah, that's like, got to be it. Definitely lose teeth. <laughs> teeth. Yeah. Football, you could break anything, mm -hmm. including your freaking brain. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess baseball, mostly broken legs, right? Like you just slid into something. I suppose. I don't know. I wasn't around a lot of... We had a baseball team. I feel like no one pays attention to baseball, right? I didn't think so either, but also I was at a school. So my sister's school was a big sports school, mm -hmm. and then mine was not at all. Like, no one cheered for our teams, and they sucked. But you just never hear of – you hear of, like, high schools with good basketball teams and good football teams, but I've never heard of a high school with, like, a stellar baseball team. Baseball team. Yeah, I don't – I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I've never, I've never heard of that either. 
Yeah. We had a pretty good diving team. Oh, okay. And that kid, that kid that like led the team, he also went to Yale. He was a hot Ooh. commodity at Whoa. Joel Barlow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he's doing now, though. He was so tall and skinny, in my opinion. But <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> we excelled at at all. Wrestling? We had a good wrestling team. I don't know what that is all about. What connection there is with that? We certainly didn't have tall people, so basketball was out. That kind of makes a big, a big, sturdy Jewish man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just wrestling and like giving tips about doing his taxes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did did the kids at your school wear yarmulkes? Um, some of the more hardcore some ones, but gotcha. mostly it was pretty uh, lax. Yeah. Yeah. Judaism's interesting because sometimes it's just more of a culture than it is a religion. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I sometimes I think like my I have a lot of family friends that are Catholics down in um, Houston and they really just all hang out together mm -hmm. and do things together. They have like music shows and whatever and whatnot. And some of them are very religious, but a lot of it just seems like a group of people to hang out with sort of. That's perfect, though. Like, yeah, community is so important. It's it's the thing that keeps you from going insane. Yeah, I think yeah. What, you and I had COVID at the same time, right? I think so. COVID, I had it right after know? Christmas. Yeah, Did, same. is that when you had it? Yeah, that's when I had it. And I have not felt <laughs> that. I feel like I had like a tumultuous year last year. I had like lost my dog and had a traumatic move and all this stuff. And nothing. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm yeah, so sorry. Well, again, with the not really posting a ton about it on social media, but it was right. just, it was brutal. And yet it was like, I was so excited for the year to be over because I'm one of these people that puts a lot on like, uh, oh, it's a year. It's this year. Fresh start. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm very into that kind of thing. And I was like, so excited to be done with 2021 because I was like, everything bad has been happening this year. And then yeah. literally on the 28th, I like test positive for COVID. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. This, this would happen this year. Like, let's yep. just pack it all in. Let's get it over with. Yep. And fortunately I wasn't too, I was sick for like two days mm -hmm. and then I was perfectly fine, but I was still trapped in the house. Yeah. That like, what that did to my mental health, oh my God. I was like, are you kidding me? I can't hang out with anyone. I like wouldn't have even assumed. I just kind of didn't, when I would do introspection, I would be like, I don't know if I'm super social. Maybe I'm a little bit of a homebody. Maybe I'm a little bit of like a lone, mm -hmm. loner. And I'm like, oh no, I'm very social. And yeah. like five days of not being able to like talk to anybody did to me. I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely sucked. I mean, we, Bruce and Allie got it at the same time. So fortunately mm -hmm. we were able to, you know, just be in here. Oh, that's great. But yeah. I feel like once I moved back here after the pandemic, I have been 10 times as social as I was before. Like, I kid you not, literally, I, I think it was yesterday, Bruce said, I'm so happy you have friends now. <laughs> and I know he meant it genuinely, and I'm very happy too, and all these things. But before the pandemic, I felt like I was so, like, much more reserved and much more, like, careful about just who I talked to, what I did, what I said, blah, blah, blah. And after being stuck inside for so long and 
I'm just like, I'm going to let it rip because <laughs> I might be trapped inside again for a year yeah. and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> How was it for you when it started? If you had like germ OCD as a kid, are you totally over that? Or did that all get like rehashed at the beginning of the pandemic? I was definitely super scared at first and we were like hyper, you know, like wiping down groceries. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the whole thing we were definitely very paranoid about, but um, the stuff like the stuff in high school was, I mean, I would do ridiculous things. It was like, I was worried that there were germs like on toilet paper. So I would throw away like 20 sheets of toilet paper before using one. Mm -hmm. Like I was definitely, I had, <laughs> but so it never got to anything like that. Thank God. But, um, yeah, it, we were definitely not you know, relaxed about it at first. Mm -hmm. So but, I know. recently um, time stamped something I was trying to talk about. Oh, I haven't seen this since that or whatever. And and I made the comment like, oh, I haven't seen that since I was wiping down groceries. And like, <laughs> that, that's a thing to say when like, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking yeah. about March and April. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. I was doing that yeah. too. It was it was not fun to feel so afraid of people because again, yeah. it's a social part. Like I was just getting irate with people for being anywhere near me. Like if you weren't oh, yeah. eight feet away from me at the grocery store, I was like, I hate you. I hope you die. I hope your whole family, I hope your house goes up. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was fuming when anyone would get close to me. And, and Allie, my sister is a lot more, um, how do I put it? Like, if someone gets too close to her at the grocery store, she'll just flat out say, oh, I guess we're ignoring how close we are to each other today. Like, I'm she so does jealous. not. <laughs> I wish I could be that person all the time. And I think I about it. And I'm like, damn, I'm so mad that I'm not this person who makes those comments because she must feel so free. She does. <laughs> She's <laughs> I just like her the other day. I was in yoga <laughs> class and. <laughs> Uh, there was this guy, it was like a pretty full class. It was at least 20 people or so. And mm -hmm. one guy decided to audibly breathe. Nobody else was doing those like loud, like, <sighs> you know, yeah. breaths, which sometimes you're supposed to do, but they'll right. tell you when to do it and everyone will do it. And this guy took it upon himself to breathe like that audibly loud, the only one in class doing it the whole no. entire time and no. it's like dude you're like you don't need to be so loud you're not in Wimbledon like shut the fuck up <laughs> breathing so loud and you know it was like taking me out of it I couldn't even focus on the class and so badly I wish I could have been a person to be like okay <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like she would have said something to him definitely <laughs> she absolutely would have said something either that or if we were both in the class we would have loudly been like Who's doing that? You know, <laughs> uh, goals. Those are goals. I want to be like that so bad. <laughs> um, let me see something really quickly. I have a show at seven in Calabasas. Oh yeah, no, so. I will totally let you go because that is a long drive right now from anywhere. Yes, it's about an hour. So. Okay. Yeah, we can wrap this up. Is there okay. anything that you have coming up that you want to plug, promote? Um, uh, basically, just all my shows are at kellycomedy.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at this is Kelly Ryan. And you can follow me on Twitter, too, if you, if, if, <laughs> if 
you feel so the need, but you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> well, thank you, Kelly. This has been yeah. super fun. Good to thank see you. you. Yeah, great yeah, to everybody. see you. Look up um, Kelly's stuff. Go see her live. She's so fun. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs>